0: This is Black Black Hipster, hipster. where we talk about black pop culture, gay pop culture, black gay pop culture, and sometimes other other shit. shit.
1: How are you doing, darling, on this rainy, rainy, rainy Saturday?
0: It is very rainy. It is very rainy. We're recording on Saturday, guys. Yeah. Just so you know. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And it's the Grammys tomorrow.
1: Yes. I feel like they, I haven't looked at any of the nominations. Have you?
0: Yes, I have. Lizzo Um, got
1: nominated. Lizzo. Lizzo. Lizzo's been a-nominated.
0: <laughs> Lizzo's been a-nominated. <laughs> Sorry,
1: I'm on, like, my second glass of wine. Lizzo has been nominated. Sorry.
0: Yes, she has. Um, Yola has been nominated. Who's Yola? Yola is a country soul singer. Black woman. Who, yes. Country and, um, soul singer? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. country as her in... sound is very country, very folk. Interesting. Yeah, she's got four nominations.
1: Have you... Were you familiar with her music? But, like... Did you know who she was before the nomination?
0: I did a whole story about her on Essence.com.
1: I didn't see that one. <laughs> yes. Hold up. How because recent she, was this story?
0: Um, In the summer, maybe?
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. I probably did see it. She
0: is a beautiful black woman. Mm-hmm. Thick lady with full lips and big natural hair. Yes. Um, Yeah, we talked all about her beauty routines. Because she had a video, Shady Grove, one of her songs. She had this whole video that was kind of dedicated to the process of getting together, getting Mm -hmm. it together. Yeah. It was a little bit of like an homage to black women Mm -hmm. and like, you know, what we do. And then it it was like it followed her two different journeys with two different, like how she ended up on the same look,
1: Uh, but
0: in two different journeys. It's interesting. Okay. Okay. Um, So yeah. It was it was nice. I hope she wins. I really hope she wins. Yeah. Um yeah. I don't know
1: if any of the other because I haven't paid attention to any of the other nominations. So I don't know. I think though with the um Oscar, I don't know if it's similar to the I mean music is a different thing because there are categories specifically for black RB, music. Yeah, black music <laughs> black which music. tends to have more Yeah, whereas
0: um, there's no category for like black movies at the yeah, exactly. Oscars and maybe they need to make one. Just so that they can make just more, make the Oscars less white. Yeah. And because, <laughs> it,
1: because I, you know, I was kind of thinking like it's sad. I mean, because the, the whole business of movies, you know, like how black people are so like some, I remember one comedian or maybe just one actor had said, I don't care about an Oscar. Oscar, I don't know him. You know, like it's just, you know, they were just <laughs> saying how black actors put a lot of Wait on the Oscars and blah, 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 blah. And even that is very, very political. Who wins an Oscars? Which movies are screened by these by the Academy and blah, 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 blah. But I think what it is is that because the Oscars really are a way that actors can their careers can grow sometimes and they get they get afforded more opportunities and more. More, um, They get to grow, basically, in their field. Even if someone would say, hey, I'm not about the Oscars, the fact that you're getting recognized gives you visibility and gives you the opportunity to do certain things and to grow. Listen,
0: everybody likes winning awards. Everybody wants to be recognized for whatever the work it is that they're putting out there in the world, which is the reason why we have awards for adults. Because it's like, you know, once you graduate high school or even college... Like, when when else is someone going to stop and be like, you know what? You should get an award. Like, not just, you know, a reward within the job or the company, but like amongst your peers. Mm-hmm. So amongst everyone who does what you do you deserve an award to say you are killing it and doing it the best. Yeah. Everybody fucking wants that shit. Well, I
1: think it's, yeah, and the Oscars <laughs> is is um, different because I think the SAG Awards is more so the peers. Yeah, the SAG is
0: more peers. No, but and I'm just Oscar, saying it's yeah. like
1: people still just want to be recognized. Definitely. I feel like, but no, I was thinking But the SAG Awards uh, was super white too. Yeah, because super I...
0: Super white. And
1: I think I was thinking, you know, I had thought when I was younger, why can't we just create our own thing, you know, people of color, black people. And I, we do have we our have own the- awards. We do but you know the people who are running the studios and the people who are doing the movies you know oscars is their gateway you know oscars is their thing they're looking at oscars and i think you know for black and brown and you know actors who are trying to you know to grow much larger and to get to to get all of these opportunities it is it is very much the industry is very much ruled by people who don't look like them and I think, you know, then it becomes we're chasing after these accolades of trying to get recognized by them. You know, sometimes it bothers me because it feels like, who fuck who fuck their recognition? Fuck what they're trying to give you. Fuck the crumbs that they're trying to, like, throw at you. But I can see that they are the ones who are running the industry. And it's not like we can break off and start our own thing, you know? It, it's much more difficult to do. So, it, it, you know, I kind of, I don't know, I just kind of feel bad about that.
0: I mean... Hence the world. You know what I mean? It's just like, this is why um, we can't get over racism. You know? All the people who are just like, Black people are always so upset about everything. They make a big deal out of everything. Mm. It's like, yeah, it is. If it was life and death for you two, you'd probably make a big deal out of it as well. Yeah. Because it's not just, oh, if I'm going to get recognition for this thing that I'm doing because I want to feel good It's like, no, it opens doors so the generations that come after me don't have to work so hard at it or get the door slammed in their face as many times as I did. Exactly. And the people before me, Um, which, yes, is life and death because it's not just it's not like it's just things like making movies and making a whole lot of money. It trickles down into fucking everything. Yeah, to everything. To getting into colleges. and Which, by the way, we ain't talk about your girl Aunt Becky. I'm about to left turn. So your girl Aunt Becky, mm-hmm. apparently her daughters, if she doesn't change her plea to guilty, they said they're going to call her daughters to testify. And this is a federal case now, right? So they okay. were like... um, Lisa Evers was on Wendy Williams. You know, she does like a hot talk panel. Yeah, Lisa mm-hmm. Evers is a very smart woman. She was like, the federal government has literally everything. Mm-hmm. Every text message you've ever sent, every email you hit, YouTube, hit send on, they, she was like, they have it. So she's like, what will happen is they will be petty. And they will try to get somebody on just like a plagiarism charge and give them two years. So they're like, they'll put her daughters on the stand and then they'll be like, Did you say such and such and such? And the second they say no, they'll pull out records and being like, But in this text message that you sent on June 17th, you said blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Like, so you're lying to the court and they'll they'll get them, I said yeah. plagiarism, perjury, perjury. Uh, perjury. Yeah. They'll, they'll hit them with a perjury charge. Yeah. So they were like, No, she needs to change her plea to guilty. To protect her daughters from having to testify and being subject to that. Oh wow! And I was like, "Well, let's see if she does it." Wow! Because I am so here for the whole thing. I am entertained by it. I'm like lock Aunt Becky up. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, why? And, and explain
1: to me again why you are uh, Becky locked up?
0: Um, because you- I just because when it happened, right? You see, Felicity Huffman was like, "Okay, the jig is up." my bad yes this was ridiculous yes and I got caught and Becky was just being extremely ridiculous Mm -hmm. and privileged and entitled yeah and thinking she was gonna get away with being like I didn't do anything wrong when it's clear as day that you did something wrong Mm -hmm. like lady just be like yeah I did something wrong my yeah. bad can y'all forget like and at, at the least the, like like let your entitlement be the extent to which you feel like you should have been forgiven for that wrong exactly. thing not being like what do you mean this was not wrong yeah. bitch it was wrong on so many levels yeah and again might i bring this up that black women have done lesser lesser crime well, i'm not even calling them crimes fuck that shit
1: misdemeanors With, no misdemeanors
0: are still crimes uh so, but here's the thing the issue is no the issue is what is being classified as a crime yeah so again like if you say that you live in a school district that you don't so that your child can go to a certain school because it's just because they have books mm-hmm. um it's and that's considered a crime yeah and black women have done prison time for that mm-hmm. so for aunt becky To be out here bribing folks at colleges and thinking that she's supposed to just get over on it. When it's like women, these poor women who don't have resources are just trying to help their kids get into better schools so that they even have a fighting chance to apply to colleges and then figure out how they're going to pay for it later or be in student debt for the rest of their lives so they can get a decent job. Yeah, This bitch want to act like she didn't do anything wrong. no. No, you dead ass wrong. And you just don't even see the problem here. No. No, girl, bye. I hope they lock you under the prison and I get won- your daughter's on perjury.
1: <laughs> I wonder what's going to happen. Yeah, because yeah, this will be an interesting situation because I know her daughter's recently just returned to social media. And also, what I don't understand is when when they sort of they are accused if I'm not mistaken of not only she's lying about like what af- like what sports they were involved in mm-hmm. athletics, but then it, they did they knowingly fake the pictures also like
0: that's what I'm saying that's why they were like I the daughters the- pretending like they nothing to do it and it's like yes you did. and they were
1: what they when they did it I'm also thinking I mean maybe they were 18 maybe they were 17 whatever they were still young kids so it it is still a little tricky then but I think they kind of knew what was going on right. Yeah, I
0: think so. Yeah, uh, yeah. Cause how else? I mean, what do you mean you didn't know? Did your mother fill out the whole application to everything? You know what I mean? Yeah. And did like, your
1: mother like you know? Did your parents on. you know do a had took a really good course or pay someone to do some really good Photoshop and to Photoshop right. your uniforms. uniform? Like, like, right. Stop it and, with and, that nonsense. They knew what was going on. You
0: and, was D. And
1: and I also think I mean when you're young you do and your parents are telling you that's a different thing. I don't think. It should be the same because when you're young, you do stupid things and you're a little bit more, uh, you know, what is it? Loosey goosey with your morals and your ethics, <laughs> Maybe that's, you know, then when you get older. And
0: obviously, if your parents are too, you will be. Exactly.
1: Exactly. So it, 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 I think that will be interesting. That will be very interesting to see what happens <laughs> with this. Aunt Becky. I love what we're called. Is that what they called her on the show, Aunt Becky? Aunt Becky. Come on, Stanley.
0: Don't <laughs> act like you ain't watch Full
1: House. No, I'm going to be real and say I did not watch Full House. Oh, Stanley. If I household, so we hate it. My brother Demetrius, who I will say is um, handicapped, mentally and physically, <laughs> he loved Full House. We like we, we hate it. <laughs> he would get so, we're like, we hate Full House. I think, though, for existed. me, the only thing, the one thing that I disliked about Full House and and there was sometimes some interesting things I watched the show, but that they always hugged even the audience. Oh, it was so corny. It was, corny. A, it was, a it was the laugh track. The the audience.
0: Mm-hmm. They were like oh, and I'm like um, oh.
1: and I hated it that. It was on... just
0: the corniest show you've yes. ever seen. But but then <laughs> I mean I mean I hated that on like any
1: of the shows that we watched because was that a part of was Family Matters a part of TGIF? Yeah. And then they had did it, Family. What is it called? I'm sorry, um, Family Matters with Urkel. because yeah. Urkel, he was on one of those episodes. I think he he appeared on um Full House one time. So, anyways, like I hated when all of those sort of shows did the, oh, step by step. Yeah, uh, they had a great theme song. We talked about the theme song, Step by Step. Family Matters had a great theme Even Full House, all of them had great theme songs. And I remember reading about this that some of the, this man and this woman, they were duo. I don't know if they were married or whatever. They did multiple theme songs for these shows. I think Full House, Step by Step. Did
0: they do Growing Pains?
1: I don't remember Growing Pains. I don't remember their theme songs.
0: No, Growing Pains was Alan Thicke. He sang that that theme Oh,
1: song. really? Yeah, he sang it. You know, one of my favorites was always Punky Brewster. Maybe
0: the world is
1: right. blind. Blind. Really,
0: really? You are go, going in right now. <laughs> and
1: I did not watch it's Punky Brewster like that. How was was what was their theme song?
0: Oh, I'm not singing it. I, I <laughs> what was your tell favorite? Done. What was your favorite theme song? Uh, I don't know. I can't think of it off the top of my head. When did they have, when did they sort of um you know it was a really good one though, Different Strokes. Oh, I don't Different remember. Strokes is a really good thing song. Was Different Strokes in the early 80s? Nah, it couldn't have been. I used to watch Different Strokes all the time. What well, well, but but when
1: we were when we were watching it was, was <laughs> Right, we episode. just thought it just came yeah, on, right? And it like was like
0: your... this has been in syndication for 12. Years.
1: <laughs> because you think about those shows that you just named like Growing Pains or like you know, I'm pretty sure those shows were in the 80s, but we were very young, so it's like were we watching? We probably were waking up like I don't watching know, new okay. episodes. My
0: memory's pretty no, no, good. no. and I believe that you're... I could have been like six, <laughs> and it was like, yep, was watching small one the Alf, all that
1: shit. Yeah, out, because I th- I know those were definitely in the 80s, maybe late 80s, <laughs> because I was even thinking someone was I was even thinking about the Cosby Show. And I was like, The Cosby Show came out in the late 80s, I believe. Cosby Show was on Mm -hmm. for at least eight years. And it went off in like 92, 94. So that means it was on. the. We weren't old enough to remember. Like, I didn't remember the first season of The Cosby Show until I was an adult. And then remember watching the old episodes.
0: Sorry, I got it. Living single. That's best thing song. Oh, really? That's best theme song. It's "Living Single. Come on now.
1: I love "Living Single, but I don't think it was the best "Living." And... It was one of the best.
0: girlfriend? Because it's your world. No, that, well, that was the And that the was best. the 90s. That was the 90s. That was the best.
1: Well, live it was the 90s. We were talking about 90s sitcoms. Yeah, my 90s theme
0: In the songs. 90s kind of world. Yep.
1: Yeah, Living, single, yeah, Living was good. single was involved. Mario was season. fun too. The first. And there was two no seasons. words. Like, the, the beat was no, cool. Yeah, but
0: we talk about they gave you lyrics. They gave you Sprite commercial. They gave you Gap commercial. <laughs> Probably of the 90s. Because then Living Single was
1: an interest. Because that was mid 90s. Living Single was an interest. No, early. Mid 90s, I guess. It was interesting because then the theme songs in that way, sort of having these lyrics and introducing like a show, that was going out. You know that was a sort of going out, and so they were, and they were interesting that they still had one, and it was still good.
0: I don't know because then Living Color also had similar. I think yeah, it was but Living Single was, was like with Then Color It was, was a, a school four. of like black shows that came out.
1: And yeah, Moesha like, had one. Yeah,
0: and it was like black. Remember controls? that show
1: um, <laughs> on UPN um, with the with the the Didi, the Diva, the Essence Atkins, and True. Oh, what was yeah. that? Step by step, so um, Sarah half, half, half and, and half. half. They had a theme song too. Yes. Oh
0: yes, because they were singing it. Yeah, they and then the girl sings at the end, <laughs> and the music goes out. Yeah, she, see, she like she really sounds Yes, like, yes. Oh yeah, they that's had a funny.
1: theme song, <laughs> and um,
0: I I watched that show too. How do, Oh, I was like, how do we end up talking about this? And oh. fucking Becky and <laughs> Becky theme songs. Yeah. Anywho, yeah. Uh, let's get to some of the topics we planned on discussing. Should we talk today? About is it the Gabriel Union thing? Um, no, I wanna start with your boy Adams. Oh. Um, Eric Adams <laughs> Brooklyn Borough president, yeah, Eric Adams mm-hmm. told a bunch of people to go back to Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> and Folks are up in arms about it. <laughs>
1: it's
0: funny. so you should I read what he yes, said? Read so he was said. giving a speech. It was on MLK Day of yeah. all days. Yes. Um and he said, oh, it was also at uh, Al Sharpton's National Action Network in Harlem. Al Sharpton,
1: which is MLK Day, but you're also at Al Sharpton's event. That's a, Ooh, yeah, those Yeah, those are... So he
0: says, go back to Iowa. You go back to Ohio. I want
1: to see the audio. I want to hear the audio.
0: You, you got to see it. It was funny because some guy sitting down behind him laughs, and you know what the oh, laugh shut was. Up, shut you got up. you you understood what his laugh was. The funny
1: thing is when I said that, I did not know there was audio <laughs> of this. I mean, oh, I, I, I this. saw
0: the speech; oh, like, I saw it. I amazing. saw a clip. He's like, "Go back to Iowa. Go back to Ohio. New York City belongs to the people that was, that was here and made New York City what it is." The post is shady for writing "was here" instead mm. of like. Fixing it and just yeah. put brackets around where mm-hmm. they shady for right now. Mm-hmm. Trying to make make him look extremely uneducated. Yes, that's the thing. Um, but yeah, I'm just like people are all up in arms about it. But um, we understood what he was saying. We understood the sentiment of what he was saying. I, most people are just like we don't agree with what he said exactly. Exactly. Um, but we also understood that he wasn't trying to tell Midwesterners. To get out of New York. Yeah. I think also too, it just, call me wrong, but this is petty as fuck. Like, it's petty as fuck that people are like up in arms about this. Yes. We had a president tell a Excuse bunch me. of women of color to go back to where they're from. Mm-hmm. Two of which were born right here in the United mm-hmm. States. <laughs> um <laughs> Yes. But like, it's not the same thing. It's not the same And thing. don't try to liken it to that. Yeah. And let's also be real, uh, there are a lot of transplants that live in New York who don't value a lot of the, excuse me, the things that were native to New York. Like, like I, I, I was telling you earlier, it's like people would come to New York and they want New York to bend to them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's not how the fuck this works. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, you want, you want all these Dominicans to get out of your neighborhood? No, you're mm-hmm. in their neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Oh, do we need this many taco places? Yeah, you live in a Mexican neighborhood. Well, actually, they would never complain about that. Oh, no. <laughs> but <Taco> good, <laughs> that was the worst example I could have given. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. Um, it's funny because I was in Bed-Stuy last night. And I, I texted out. And I was like, man, I was like, you know, well, all of the white people that like live in Bed-Stuy now, I said, it's really interesting how they don't patronize certain businesses. Because mm-hmm. I was on Fulton Street. And I'm like, Fulton Street is mad black. Mm-hmm. Like, you you go on Fulton Street from, like, Tompkins to Franklin Ave. Matter of fact, yeah, maybe, like, Franklin Ave. Class and Ave. It's black as hell. Mm-hmm. It was like, yeah, white people don't patronize those stores. Mm-hmm. They don't. They really just don't. They're not in Wingstop. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Did I golden crust like they don't, and it's interesting to me how I'm like, yet yeah, they've somehow implanted themselves in this neighborhood, and then you see new stuff pop up. Yeah,
1: versus cafes, right, like so it's
0: like so then new things popped up to accommodate the white people and what they wanted versus the white people just shopping what at, at the stores that were already there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ain't
1: that a bitch? And then. <laughs> And it's you know we're talking about you know gentrification and I think that it's I think the one thing that I've realized that it's it's not it's not their fault you know what i'm saying like i think when you come from it, it it's the to me the larger issue is these businesses or these landowners or these big construction come whoever they are the people who are overlooking all of this they're the ones who have the power and they're the ones who drive up the rents and drive up the prices that gentrification actually, you know, happens. And I think that's the problem. Cause it's like, if I'm from Ohio and I'm going into a neighborhood, you know, maybe you know, we can... This is a larger conversation. But, you know, I'm in the Midwest. I'm coming from a middle-class, upper-middle-class family, you know, who maybe can help me out a little bit with my right. rent. You know what I'm saying? I'm moving into this neighborhood. And it's maybe... Not, it's not Manhattan, but maybe it's in Crown Heights, Brooklyn, or maybe it's in bed Style or whatever. And it's like, I'm saying, okay, you know what? I can afford this rent of $1,800, 1500 a month. Mm. The neighborhood is how it is. I'm not looking for it to change, but the people, the homeowners, the, the, the landowners and whoever, they know that this change is coming, so they're going to make it they're going to make changes, raise the rents on other people Absolutely. who are living there because they can't afford these rents that these kids from the Midwest can afford. And that's
0: what he was talking about. Yeah. That was and basically that's... what the conversation was yeah. about. And then, you know, and he further clarified, I think it was on Twitter, We, you know, he doubled down. He was like, you know, people are upset at what I said, but y'all know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And he was like, say hello to your neighbors who've yeah. been living there. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like... Go into that mom and pop shop mm-hmm. that like needs your business. Yeah. Yeah. That's what he's talking about. Listen, you think the, the white people that live downstairs from me know my name? Or, or ever? I had one, a guy close the door on me and I'm like, and it was twice. And I was like, okay, see, so the first time you played yourself. The second time I played myself. It's not gonna be a third time because mm-hmm. I wish you would close the door on me again. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna fuck you up. Yeah. Like, that's it. Plain and simple. I'm like, bro, I grew up in this borough. You out of your mind. Mm-hmm. Oh, you didn't think a black person lived here? Mm-hmm. No, I didn't think you lived here. Yeah. What are you doing? Are you crazy? You didn't think a black person lived in Brooklyn? Mm-hmm. I remember running into an old college friend and when we used to live in Prospect Heights. Mm-hmm. So we lived on like the Prospect Heights. Clinton Hill border. border yeah. So I used to walk to Park Slope to this one particular coffee shop I used to like to write in. Mm-hmm. And an old college friend came in and she was like, yes, wow, that like people will look at me like what am I doing in the neighborhood and I grew up in this neighborhood. Mm-hmm. She's like, what are you doing in my neighborhood? Yeah. She's like, it's crazy. It's like, oh, why is there a black person living here? Or how does she live here? How does she afford to live here? Kind of look that they're giving me. And she's like, it's insane to me because... This is where I grew up. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. Then they start to get this sort of oh, I didn't think you lived in this neighborhood. Why? Why mm-hmm. did you think I didn't live in this neighborhood? I grew up in this neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. It's,
1: it's, it's layered. It's layered. It's definitely layered. And I think, to me, the 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 issue definitely. I think it starts from the top, and and it's it 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 needs to. Change because I mean you think about because Josh actually brought this issue to me when he was he was talking about this article and this issue um, and I felt like okay well neighborhoods change you know neighborhoods change like before it was black it probably was Jewish or Italian or something and then you know then it became black but the issue is is that those are also very like I was telling him those are also yes it was something else before. And and I feel, no, 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 I don't feel bad for saying this. Like I said, I'm, I'm a little bit like two glasses in. But, you know, black people have a very specific relationship with America. As if you listen to this podcast, right. you know. And it is a little bit different. And it does, it's not a woe is me, oh my gosh, we're always complaining. It's like, well, these are the facts. It is a very different way. Our relationship to America is very different than any other ethnic white groups and any other immigrants in this country. A large part of it is because we get the shaft. Well, and
0: yeah, things we
1: like are, redlining yes, and white flight are real. Are real.
0: And <laughs> then real. when we,
1: we try to make the most of our communities or we try to establish things in our communities, other people are not about it. And then they, they have, if we look at the history. They have a history of, you know, people, white people destroying those things in our communities because they see that black people are trying to make their own. They're just like, nah, not today, not today. And then when, then if the rents raise up and then they want to push us out. And then that community, and then other people come in, white people will come in, and then all of a sudden it's nicer now, it's safer, you have police right. patrolling. And it's like, that's easy. You know, you fix the lead in the buildings, you, you mm. build new developments, you build parks, plant trees. That's an issue. And then,
0: and right, that's what I'm e- saying. When we inhabit these places, they treat them like shit. Yes. And the moment other people start coming in, white people specifically start coming in, oh, now you got cameras on the front of the building yes. door. And yeah, now you like redone the insides and got rid of the mold and all that exactly. stuff. But when we lived there, it was like they could live with the mold. Yeah. It's the same with like, Graffiti graffiti was like a huge issue. And it was like, oh, the blacks and the Puerto Ricans. Puerto Ricans had a bad reputation in this city for doing graffiti. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, they, they they ruin everything with their street stuff. And, and then someone decided graffiti was valuable street yeah. art. And now it's like Wicked people Bushwick. are going. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. People will go to Bushwick and do these walking tours to yeah. look at the graffiti. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're sitting there at so-and-so's house like, are you fucking <laughs> like y'all paid to take a tour of this shit
1: yeah please and i always think i have a because i'm not from new york and it's not where i grew up but i think it's not far fresh from me understanding into how certain situations would happen in boston or certain things it's not as foreign for me because i remember when we lived in um jersey city and i think you had brought up this up and you were like oh my gosh are we gentrifying the neighborhood? You know, like because we're black people, and I think people yeah, are looking I joke at about us. That yeah, no, no, you were joking. Like people looking at us because we would walk we around this different. neighborhood. We look different, and I think um, where we lived in Newark and where we lived in Jersey City. It, yes, it was very hood, and not to <laughs> say that it. You know, and I think a lot of maybe white people would look at us and go, "Oh, well, they are from here, whatever." But I think other black, and we would only get it from um, other black people. I think. At least that was in my other black and Latino people who would say, "Where are you guys from? Y'all don't look like y'all live here," and I think it was just—I took
0: that as a compliment, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not from Jersey. Well, Thank you.
1: you. You do have a Jersey-ness about you, <laughs> anyway. Your carry on. But yeah, I think it was just—just um, <laughs> just me when you had when you were joking about that. It's kind of like what makes a, us moving into this area say into this area that was a little bit different or bringing sort of a, like Harlem. Harlem has become this sort of hub for black professionals. And, you know, but that in a way is sort of good, you know, because, no, no, no. I well, don't Harlem's think...
0: always been that. But let me let me, let me, me cut you off though, because the difference is when we go into, let's say we, we move to another hood, right? Yeah. Number one, I'm from the hood. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I have a right to live in any hood in America and I'm not a gentrifier. Part of that is because I will patronize the local businesses. I don't have an issue going into a certain store. Mm-hmm. I don't have an issue, you know, going in, introducing myself to this person or saying hello and whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't have an issue becoming a part of that neighborhood. I'm already a part of that community by virtue of being black to yeah. a large extent. Yeah. So I'm not afraid when I go into certain settings or I don't feel uncomfortable or mm-hmm. unwelcome or I, or just not wanting to yeah. participate in certain things and going to certain areas of the neighborhood so I'm not a gentrifier in that regard like who's that little soul food place that never had any people in it but the food was mad good hold up, hold up. I, City? yes I, I don't remember but I'm to say the name cuz I don't think we, it matters but we used to go to that place, mm-hmm. and it was just like, yeah, when white people move in and they don't do that. Mm-hmm. Like, no, they go to like, what was it, the cafe around the corner, oh, the like
1: German, it, yeah, Asian, that's so like borscht
0: and stuff. Yes, we did and go there a lot. We too. did go there a lot because <laughs> it was the only cafe in the neighborhood. It was, and
1: it was literally right around the corner. It was from right my around the
0: corner. They had Wi Fi. It was the only cafe in the neighborhood, so we went. But like, we we only always saw. Like whatever other sprinkling of non-black people mm-hmm. lived in the neighborhood in that place. Yeah, mm-hmm. like we didn't see them at the Soul Food spot.
1: Yeah, like true. we yeah. just we
0: didn't see them at these other places that we used to go to in the neighborhood. And then we knew the neighborhood was changing when they opened. What was that? That um, like Portuguese bar or whatever that opened oh, up right around across the corner. The sh- and street then that from that place. from the place. And yeah. then remember down the block that cafe opened in what was like a brownstone. Please tell me. Remember that. And we went. We went in there one day, and this white girl was in here in there with her parents parents looking for an apartment. No, they had. We were in there. This white girl was in the 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 cafe, and her her parents were asking us questions about the neighborhood because they were looking for an apartment. And we were like, "Oh shit." (laughs) They're taking this part of Jersey City now.
1: I don't remember the the, the, the parents, but I do remember the cafe. It was like downstairs. Kind yeah, of it was
0: like under a brownstone. was you you a remember black what person in there?
1: Yes, like, yeah. yes.
0: But do you remember what I said, though? I said, forget it. This Excuse neighborhood me. gets a Starbucks and it's over. And then the there's, Starbucks a Starbucks. Can, there's a Starbucks. And there's, there's a, a Starbucks. Yeah. And I always said it was smart. I think I wrote to Starbucks and told them they should open one at yeah. the train station. Yeah. Because it's a major hub. Because they had a Dunkin' Donuts, too. Like it's 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 astounding you see the markers but again like she went into that cafe mm-hmm. that was what she felt comfortable with but i bet you she didn't go into all these other little like stores and stuff you know i stayed in them 99 cent stores i loves me a good ninety stores. Stores amazing. this castle is the best yeah but anything you need yeah
1: <laughs> and it's just cheap, it's
0: quick. Oh, you like ran out of deodorant. to <laughs> the <laughs>
1: <laughs> So yeah, so we know what what's what's his name again? Adams? Eric Adams. Eric Adams. I think how he certain things how he said it was probably not the best I just think people
0: want to be like oh this is xenophobic and this is divisive oh go fuck yourself there are like way bigger things happening and bigger issues happening I'm not saying just because bigger things are happening you can't tackle the small things or the small things shouldn't but for people to be so up in arms about this and try to liken it to like xenophobia and some Mm -hmm. of these other things they're playing themselves. Everybody wants to be a victim. Oh the white Ohio people and the white people from Iowa want to be victims now this black man told them to go back to Iowa yeah Oh, Lord.
1: Well, because one of the, a, a, another councilwoman who is Jewish hearkened it to. Oh, sort of, I didn't
0: even want to bring that up. Yeah. I don't even mm-hmm. want to give her any airtime or the stupid shit she said. Well,
1: yeah, anti Semitism. <laughs> and I'll just speak on it really quickly. Which we, and it was just like, how did you make that leap? Was he talking about specifically, like, were they these just white Jewish people no, coming from? Not. It's like, no, he wasn't. She basically had said that it was, you know, it's divisiveness. And with our climate now, there's lots of, like anti-Semitic things going on, you know, in Brooklyn, and it was like, what was he wasn't saying Jewish people from Ohio and Iowa coming here, they should go back. No, he was talking. He didn't really say any group of people, but I think we kind of knew what what which which group of people he was speaking <clears throat> of. And um, listen, everyone has their issues, but I think you know the thing that I felt about that was that listen, black people have been going through certain things for quite a long time, and then a lot of um, it doesn't get a lot of attention until white people are involved. Just I'll say that. You know, it, it right. doesn't become I an just, issue yeah, until I'm, white I'm not, people are involved. Yeah. But, um,
0: yeah, that's, that's how we feel about I that. I can't. That's going to get me all kinds of turnt today. It's a Saturday. I'm trying to chill. It's yeah. Shabbat.
1: You're trying to have a good day. <clears throat>
0: um, <laughs> Moving on, we definitely want to talk about Gabrielle Union, Terry Crews.
1: Gabrielle Union, actress and
0: actor. Uh, I kind of don't want to talk about this because this one's tough. This one's a little rough. Well,
1: this, well, basically, I mean, all the stuff that's been going on with, with this America's Got Talent with Gabrielle Union. She's been in the news and on social media, very vocal. And maybe her, not necessarily so much vocal. She said her few comments and that was it. And I think the news has the media has been running with it to sort of support her claims, and there's been conversation against it, and blah, 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 Well, blah. they
0: also opened up several investigations.
1: Yes. Yes, since then.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, you know, uh, uh, on the host and sort of the environment there, not necessarily the host, the, the sort of producers and the people in the background about how they um, have sort of anti-black and um, other racist, sexism. Racism and
0: sexism yeah. were rampant.
1: Were rampant in, the, um, in that environment. And, um, she said how she, she said what she said about it and people came out to support her and she sort of, I think she sort of stepped away from it, you know, not stepped away from it, but sort of said, and she put it out there and she went on about her normal life. So I think there was an, um, was not an interview that Terry Crews came out and said this?
0: He was on both the Today Show and, um... She, was somewhere else like a national um, interview he was doing. Damn, I'm uh, I'm I'm forgetting all of that. I'll, I'll pull it up. You yes. Go
1: ahead. And um, he said something about it. And he spoke from, let's just say that he spoke from his point of view about how he felt like, you know, in his 20 years of, of working and acting, this was the most inclusive and diverse environment he had ever been in. <laughs> you know, as far as and I think he named sort of the crew. I don't know if, I can't remember. And she Shaw was pulling up the quote of what... Um, who he said spoke sort of pointed out that diversity. And, um, you know, Gabrielle Union kind of went back at him and, you know, was saying, listen, you can speak all you want about the diversity amongst the people who are out in the open, but let's talk about the people who are behind the scenes making the decisions and, you know, basically don't speak on something that you don't know about. Because I think he was a little bit nervous about should he... Sort of put something out there, because you know, number one, he's a man and she's a woman, they're both black, but I think you know, speaking on the sex the sexism issues and um people are coming for Terry Crews because of the things that he said
0: I think the the bigger implication, aside from the fact that people are saying are are bringing up that Gabrielle Union was one of the few people that backed him up that backed him and supported him right when he said that he was sexually assaulted by white man Mm -hmm. um so there's that (laughs) and when other people specifically straight black men were quick to um like tear him down about it Mm -hmm. and she was like i'm supporting you and she was vocal about it Mm -hmm. she was out and about being vocal about supporting him, um, so there's that, but then also just the fact that again, you know, I, I'm even getting sick of saying it. Black women just get the shit kicked out of them all the time. so folks are just like, it's unfortunate because they're like because black women are just used to this shit, so it just makes it worse that you're just piling more on. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like people are I think are just basically like, damn. You couldn't even just have her back? Like, you're saying that these things didn't happen to you, but you can't just fucking believe her when she's saying it happened to her? Yeah. Even though she believed you when you said some shit happened to you? Yeah. Th- th- she wasn't there. She wasn't there. Or anything. She's not and, a man. But she believed yeah, you. Yeah, she believed and you. And therefore supported you. Yeah. And so they're like, you're going around town with this yeah. story. So apparently he told it to us weekly, and then he was on the third hour of the Today Show um, and also said the same thing. And people were just kind of like, "You play just yeah," because, um, And
1: because a lot of people, I think, a part of the criticism are the the um not 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 the throw the, the like what happened? anyway the part of the criticism on Terry Crews when he came out about this, people were like, "That's a man. You're a, a man, big and ass man. man, and you're a big man. Yeah. You're a big and a lot yeah a lot. Let's be real. You're a big black man with man. muscles. It's like you gonna let some other man do this to you. You didn't physically like approach him and blah 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 and yeah, I think that was in a lot of people's head. And for mm-hmm. her to, like, again, support him without being there, without knowing the details of all this, all all of this. She was just like, listen, I support you and I got your back. And because to understand it's not, that to understand. none of
0: those factors had anything to do exactly. with whether or not he could actually be the victim, a victim of, of a sexual assault. Yes, yes. Who the fuck it? <laughs> like, it's fucking crazy. Yeah, it really, really is. So... So... Um, but she she did respond. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna pull up what she said. Um, the 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 uh, root had some really funny shit on it. But um, basically, Gabrielle says, "Hold on, let me pull up." I oh wait, actually Jamel Hill. I wanted to read what Jamel Hill mm-hmm. said because I thought it was important. She said, "Beyond disappointing." This is on her Twitter. Terry Crews could have spoken to his experience without going overboard to discredit Gabrielle. By the way, I didn't have to know Terry Crews or see what happened to him to support him. Sadly, black women are used to this. Mm -hmm. And that's what I was saying is that kind of thing. And then, of course, you know, people were just not here for it. Black women ride for everybody who rides for black women. Like, it's like, yeah. And which is interesting
1: because he mentioned, um, I can't remember everything I read, but he did mention conversations that he um, had with his wife before he sort of went out and um spoke about this. And and, and everyone's gonna every every black person's not every black woman isn't the same. But it's interesting that he sort of used that to support to to give more um
0: Well that's what people do. That's the you, fact and that's, that's like when woman. they're wrong. And it's just like well <laughs>
1: that don't mean that she's right about how she feels and it's also I don't know what exactly what his wife said to him but it's just like well dude just look at the facts you could have made that decision on your own that she supported you without being and you, you didn't have to say it. if you didn't even feel that way that you felt like she was in the right you didn't even have to go there you could say said this is my situation and that's it or you can said anything it's just you know that's, that's what, what a
0: mean. lot of people were like bro you should have just not said anything, you didn't say anything. You're, anything. you're trying to keep your little job but <laughs> they're like, you should have left it alone. Yeah. Or again, like people were just like, you could have just left it at. It wasn't my experience, so I can't speak to that. But I, support you know, her. support her and whatever decision she makes. Blah
1: blah blah. But all that bullshit, Julian saying, It's good for. It's it's good that she's bringing up these conversations, and I commend her for speaking oh, her wow, truth.
0: Wow, wow. Oh, That's that political, politically correct. You're not trying to. You're not trying to be out here looking like a punk ass bitch that didn't say anything, but you're also trying your best not to anger NBC. Yeah,
1: you told the line. It's like everyone, we live in a climate, everyone should speak their truth. Be your authentic self. So you support that, but you're not saying you support exactly what they said. He could be smarter. He could have done that.
0: Yeah. So someone had tw- had tweeted, Gabrielle, nothing but love and support for you. We see you and appreciate you. Keep standing in your truth. And she responded, thank you, because, girl, truth telling, wanting change and having multiple witnesses who bravely came forward to let everyone know I didn't lie or exaggerate really exposes those who enthusiastically will throw you under the bus. Forgetting quickly who stepped up for their truth. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And that was the only clap back I saw from her about the whole situation. Which, yeah, I'm like, leave it at that girl. Let the internet drag him. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, keep your hands clean of it. And it's disappointing because I'm like, I don't personally know Terry Crews. I know Terry Crews of what I see. From him on TV. And I've always really liked him. I've always really enjoyed him. And it's just. It's, it's unfortunate when it's like we start. We have to start going against each other. At the hands of someone else. You know what I mean? This whole thing was started. from Because of other people. This whole mm-hmm. thing started by people being anti-black. And anti-black women. And racist. And now it's two black people. Being pitted against each other going going back and forth, and or the black community now being pitted against mm-hmm. other black people as a result, and that's really the the part that's the most fucked up about it what
1: well, yeah, and but I think it it does um highlight some of the issues that we have and that we speak of a lot here and in and in and private about and how should I say this I think it's like what you said, the black woman feeling you know feeling shit on and feeling like when is someone gonna have my black and that's something that does happen and I think it it, it speaks to that a little bit, the divisiveness within the black I and mean, we everyone every community has their issues and I think it right. speaks to that a little bit. Yeah but the it's, just, it's sad. the
0: problem is we're just not at a point where we get to publicly disagree with yeah. each other. And it's it's unfortunate because there's a lot of nuance in mm-hmm. our community, and this we're not going to agree about everything, and there has to be room for us to be able to do that in a way that's constructive, and not being dragged. Number mm-hmm. one, um, yeah, like you think every single black person in, in America agreed with Gabrielle? You, you know, believed her? No, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, Terry Crews is in the public eye. Yeah, and you know, it just is a situation where. He unfortunately doesn't have the privilege to be able to actively outspokenly say, I don't believe her Mm -hmm. because it just I didn't see it. Yeah. He just unfortunately. Yeah, it's damaging. It's not it's not helping the situation. So it's like the only way he could win is probably not saying anything at all. But only and, I'm, and I say when just like with the general public in the community, yeah. because we have no idea what's going on behind the scenes, mm-hmm. you know, and who's pulling the strings on him saying these things. So, again, for me, it's like it's just a situation where it was like it was it's causing two black people to be pitted against one another over a situation that neither of them created
1: mm-hmm.
0: or fueled. Yeah. And it's just fucked up. Yeah.
1: Well, well, yeah. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> well, not... With that, yeah.
0: Uh... Yeah, yeah. How much wine did you drink, Stendrick?
1: <laughs> I drink enough. I drink two glasses of wine, maybe three. But with, um, yeah, I, I think that's very, very true. And it's hopefully, <laughs> I, I want to see how this story unfolds. I want to see if he has sort of a a, a new comment, something that he puts out there about this.
0: Um. <sighs> I don't even know if I want him to comment again. Well, oh, like, because, no, no, no. Whip I was like, no, Terry, just leave this alone I, I say
1: that because I feel like if he does, he's going to clarify his statements under he's being more supportive of her. I feel though, I feel like that, but I don't, I mean, who knows?
0: I mean, I think at the end of the day now, like he put, he put it out there, like what he said, he said what he said, is mm-hmm. out there. Don't backtrack on what you said, right? All you can do is clarify, right? And just say, listen, I wasn't trying to discredit what she said or discredit whether or not it really happened. All I'm saying is that I can't speak to it because I didn't see it and those things didn't happen to me. Yeah. And I felt very differently about the diversity. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, I, feel, I feel like that's what's going that's to happen. That's pretty much
0: it. But he's still going to continue to get dragged. That's not going to be oh. good enough for the for black Twitter. He <laughs> like, will
1: get dragged. That's not going to be good the enough least, for
0: people. I- but I'm hoping with his... like he That shouldn't be his concern. His concern should be mending fences with her. Mm-hmm. Mending his relationship with her. But that's also a conversation he needs to then have with her in private. Mm-hmm. And then we won't be privy to that. Yeah. And he will continue to get dragged.
1: Yeah. We will see. We will see.
0: In the meantime, we gotta go. Yes. But we will be back Mm -hmm. next week with a whole new episode about whole new black shit or gay shit or pop culture shit.
1: Mm -hmm. In the meantime, you can uh, (laughs) yes rate us or subscribe. Um, follow us um wherever you um listen to your wherever podcast. You follow things. Yes, wherever <laughs> you follow things. You know, email us at black um, at gmail Follow us on Instagram at blackhipsterpodcast. Um, you can email my darling at where? No, you
0: can follow me at the Shalom oh, Evans. Yes,
1: follow my darling at <laughs> Where, say it again
0: The Shawa Evans yes
1: you can um, follow me at Standrick W um, on Instagram I always want to say email like Standrick
0: W, I don't because know it's, why well no no Standrick W at Instagram.com well like, because nope, it's, it's, it's not unless you work at Instagram I know my personal yeah anyway <laughs> so uh, yes and then... that's it that's it let's go <laughs> bye bye <laughs>